Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is episode 17 of UFO Encounters. This week, I'm reading from Maxime Furek's book, Flying Saucer Esoteric. The Altered States of Ufology. When I have guests on my podcasts, I read their books to work out questions for the episodes. When reading these books, I always find such fascinating information that never makes it into the podcast, and here I get a chance to give you a peek into the book. I put a link to the book in the show notes, and I did seek permission to record the extract from the book, and the author kindly said yes. And if you enjoy the podcast, please leave a review, and be sure to subscribe. So in this book, there are many UFO sightings, and what I thought I would do is choose some really good ones, starting from hundreds of years ago. So here we go. And this first one is from the year 1207. Gervais of Tilbury, a wandering scholar and adventurer writing in Otio Imperialia, described a UFO that caught its anchor in a pile of stones over a churchyard near the city of Bristol. He says a sky sailor attempted to dislodge the anchor but died stifled by our gross air as a shipwrecked mariner would be in the sea. The craft flew away, leaving its anchor flukes hitched to the church door. 1290 According to an ancient manuscript, while celebrating the Feast of Saints, Simon and Jude, brothers from the Byland Abbey of Yorkshire, England, witnessed a UFO causing a great portent outside. The brothers documented a large round silver thing like a disc flew over them and excited the greatest terror. November 1st, 1461 A hidden medieval document discovered in the ancient town of Arras in the Pas de Calais, France, recorded a strange UFO directly over the town a day before All Souls Day, dedicated to prayer for the souls of the dead. Jacques Duclerc, a chronicler and counsellor to King Philip the Good, wrote a detailed account of the event in his memoirs of a freeman of Arras. This is what he wrote. There appeared in the sky a brilliant object like an iron bar, long and wide as half the moon. For fifteen minutes it hovered motionless. Then, on a sudden, the strange object began to rise in spirals and twisted and writhed like an uncoiled mainspring of a watch, and after, it vanished in the sky. October 11, 1492 
The first written record of a purported UFO sighting in the New World was made by Christopher Columbus, who reported green lights hovering above the Sargasso Sea, commonly referred to as the Bermuda Triangle. While patrolling the deck of the Santa Maria at about 10pm, Columbus thought he saw a light glimmering at a great distance. He summoned Pedro Gutierrez, a gentleman of the king's bedchamber, who also saw the light. After a short period of time it vanished, only to reappear several times during the night, each time dancing up and down in sudden and passing gleams. The light was first seen four hours before land was sighted. 1493 One of the earliest European representations of a UFO was submitted by German humanist Hartmann Schneidel, who described a strange cigar-shaped spherical object sailing against the sky, following a straight line from south to east, then turning toward the setting sun. The UFO was surrounded by flames. The actual date of the sighting is believed to have been 1034 and is contained in Schneidel's book, now displayed in a museum in Verdun. On to the year 1520. German professor Konrad Wolfhart, writing under his assumed name of Greek philosopher Lycosthenes, recalled an unexplainable event he witnessed in Erfurt, Prussia. A wonderful beaming beam of light of great size, it suddenly appeared in the sky, fell on the ground and destroyed many places. It then revolved, turned round and ascended in the sky, where it was put on a circular form. April 14th 1561. Numerous Germans witnessed an aerial battle over Nuremberg, the centre of the German Renaissance in the 15th and 16th centuries. The event was described in a woodcut by Hans Glaser as a series of spheres and discs that appeared in the sky and engaged in aerial ballet. These sightings happened a little after daybreak and featured what has appeared to have been hundreds of UFOs that appeared to be attacking each other. August 7, 1566, an infamous woodcut from a Swiss library described several strange aerial globes that were seen in the skies over Brazil, Switzerland. November 26, 1846, the first recognised UFO episode in Brazilian history was documented by Imperial Navy Vice Admiral Augusto Jean Manuel Levager, Baron of Malgaco who before words like UFO or UAP existed, called it an extraordinary meteorological phenomenon. The significant event was published in the official gazette of the Empire of Brazil on November 26, 1846. As described by Leverger, I observed phenomena this night like never before. At 5 hours and 57 minutes, the sky was perfectly clear, calm, 60 degree thermometer, a luminous globe made a rapidity curve of 30 degrees in the NNO direction. The direction made with the horizon angles of approximately 75 and 105 degrees by the west side. It dropped a bright spot of 5 or 6 degrees of compliance and 30 to 35 degrees wide, in which three bodies were distinguished in the brightness, much brighter than the spot of light and even if it did not exceed in the intensity of the full moon in clear weather. They were superimposed and separated from each other. The one in the middle had the almost circular appearance, 
The lower one looked like a 120 degree circle segment with broken ends radiused. The one at the top was of an irregular quadrilateral shape. The largest dimension of the disks would be 20 to 25 degrees. Experts believe that Leverge's sighting was not a meteorite because it lasted for 25 minutes and because of its trajectory. Leverger stated that it was not a balloon. January 24, 1878 One of the first mentions of the word saucer came after Texas farmer John Martin observed a dark flying UFO high in the sky, cruising at a wonderful speed. The story appeared the next day in the Denison Daily News titled A Strange Phenomenon. The article read, When directly over him, it was about the size of a large saucer and was evidently at a great height. August 12, 1883 While observing the sun, the first known photos of a UFO were taken by Jose Banilla, a Mexican astronomer at the Zacatas Observatory. Banilla witnessed almost 150 strange passing objects. The photographs he took showed a series of cigar and spindle-shaped objects which were solid and non-celestial. November 17, 1896 In one of the earliest records of UFOs, numerous airships with underslung gondolas appeared up and down the California coast. The low-flying and illuminated UFOs were witnessed by numerous individuals and prominent citizens who described the wandering apparitions as being 100 feet long and grey-coloured, like a Jules Verne illustration. Additional West Coast reports of whirring machinery and aerial searchlights sweeping the ground became commonplace. The German-manufactured Zeppelin airship did not take to the air until July 1900. April 6, 1897 According to an article in the Chicago Tribune, several hundred residents witnessed a mobile, steel-bodied airship estimated to be about 15 feet in length hovering over Omaha, Nebraska. April 19, 1897. Yates Center, Kansas. Farmer Alexander Hamilton was awakened by his cattle to witness an airship slowly descending upon my cow lot about 40 rods from the house. Hamilton, a much respected former member of the House of Representatives, saw a craft that rose and hoisted away a two-year-old heifer, discovered the next day four miles away. Hamilton also stated that the craft was manned by six of the strangest beings I ever saw, all jabbering in an unknown tongue. The traumatised farmer told the local newspaper, I don't know whether they were angels or devils, but I don't want any more to do with them. So this week I was reading from Maxim Furek's book, Flying Saucer Esoteric, The Altered States of Ufology. If you want to buy the book, there is info and a link in the show notes. And a great way to support the podcast is to sign up on Patreon. On the Alien UFO Podcast Patreon, when you sign up for $5 a month, you get an extended episode every week. For $2 a month, you get an extended episode every month. Just go to patreon.com forward slash Alien UFO Podcast. And if you enjoy the podcast, please leave a review and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or via your favourite podcast app to make sure that you don't miss out on any episodes. And thanks for listening.